0: The Columbus Clippers scored 16 runs. Tanner Bybee is not going to want to come to Cleveland. The Clippers' offense is scoring him. When he gets to Cleveland and has to pitch with the support of three or four runs, he's not going to know what to do. Actually, Tanner Bybee will be just fine because he is an absolute stud. We're going to talk about Tanner Bybee, some other minor league prospects that have had good starts to the air, and we are going to talk about the MLB draft and college baseball on today's episode of Locked Guardians.
1: You are Locked On Guardians. Your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. hello everyone and welcome to locked on guardians today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on for twenty dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest prices guaranteed uh, i want to thank you for making locked On guardians your first listen today and every day wherever it is you get podcast and that we have your team covered every day uh you know they are pushing the everydayer or thing and it seems that people are liking it we already had like four people uh See, Aaron and Ryan, I agree. You are very much everydayers, and I apologize. I know I'm forgetting someone else in there who also said they're an everydayer that I agreed with. But uh, listen, I, I've had many conversations with Aaron over the years, so I can say that for sure. Uh, I'd like to throw out some shoutouts to some old everydayers. Are you still out there? Are you still listening? Is, is Zal Zenner out there somewhere? Is Shroom Baseball out there somewhere? These are people who last year, when I first started doing the uh, the YouTube side of things, are some of the first people to respond. Uh, so, but we, we love all of you, no matter how much you watch, but uh, we, we will be talking about every day here and there and uh, we appreciate everyone who who does do that. Um, because there are those days like yesterday where people are frustrated about baseball and our numbers dip because I get it, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't want to listen to uh, things when I was a football fan about the Browns after a loss that happens, but we're giving you great info. And uh, I, we're starting with uh, with the draft, right? That was our, our overriding decision. Yes. So we have some names. Um, I guess I should uh, I should be a, a good co-host here and actually throw up some names. Well, not literally throw up. That's we're not that type of podcast. But uh Justin goes through the time of putting together some uh putting together all the banners. So let's let's jump over to Brian Ellis, Florida Gulf Coast. Uh we were Jack Wagoner was the last player of the Cleveland Guardians chapter from there. We went and looked that up. That is not from memory. Uh seventh round pick. So that probably makes him like that. Uh, fifth or sixth, uh, highest rated, uh, highest drafted player from Florida Gulf coast. Chris sale, of course, is number one. What's funny about this is Brian Ellis, uh, the 102 games straight reaching base, which he did, which he reaches past week, broke the record set by Mark Payton. And I believe the only reason Mark Payton got to set that record is because he didn't sign with Cleveland as a day three pick as a junior. He went back to Texas for another year. Um, yeah, listen, Mark Payton made it to the big leagues. No one can ever take that away from him. Uh, yeah take, the pro- money. yeah, take the money and run uh, When it comes to being a draft guy But, you know, and he's also probably going to get his number retired Probably going to be like a Hall of Famer for Texas baseball um, Did a lot there But for Brian Ellis uh, at 102 games is a huge accomplishment So Just wanted to, to shout him out And then we've talked a lot about John Watts Brown uh, So let's talk about some hitters who also kind of showed up in the Cape Three guys in particular I think jump in here uh, we've already talked about Matt Shaw a little bit, um, the the who excelled in the Cape and has been solid for Maryland and hit like an almost 500-foot home run, some big-time power. But Tommy Troy has been really good. And yes, there used to be a time where you avoided everyone from Stanford because they never made it, but it's... that Ryan is Ryan Garko, uh, excuse me. Ryan Garko <laughs> might have been the best hitter from Stanford for a decade. <laughs> like, did Ben Francisco also go to Stanford? Uh, yes. Yeah. Right. Like those two might have been the most successful Stanford hitters for a decade. Uh, It was Uh, bad. Uh, the Stanford swing was a thing and, uh, now it's not, you know, the coaching change five years ago, about Jody Garrett. Oh, I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Man, they love, I'm sorry. Why why did.
1: Why did they? For a collect- while, they did. For a while, why the
0: Indians seemed to like. Yeah.
1: Why was Shapiro it? obsessed with drafting? Guys? Like this is where the new organization's good about. Like, where maybe this is the whole thing of like draft from a program who can't develop, then we'll develop them. But I feel like it's hard to, you know, it's the same problem Virginia's had. Like Virginia well, I mean, teaches to be a fair, very specific approach. To be fair.
0: Yeah. To, well, to be fair, Francisco Garco and Garrett all had decent big league careers. Like they weren't washes. <laughs> Like no. a lot of the guys in Stanford have been. But anyway, I mean, go on. Tommy Troy. Austin, Austin Wilson, the guy
1: that I that I loved, uh, who was a complete walk. Yeah. yeah. Mariners,
0: right?
1: Uh, sounds right. Like a day two, day three guy. I mean, his stock draft. Like he could have been a top 15 pick out of high school. It's just one of those sad. Take the money and run. Whoa, whoa, whoa take the money and run. Woo-woo. Um I don't want to get us like kicked off of YouTube for copyright infringement, so I'm going to end that there. Tommy Troy is currently <laughs> hitting 424, 514 on base, 696 slugging. Uh, in the Cape, he was, let's see, a 302, 387, 354. So the power wasn't quite as high, but he's hitting some tape measure shots this year. His strikeout percentage is 11, uh, basically 12%. He's walking more than he strikes out. He uses the whole field. He's a good athlete. He can play, he can, you know, I think he's mostly played shortstop, second base for them. I think his arm would allow him to get away at third. You can play him all over the diamond, good contact some better power than you'd think uh you know does a bit of everything and yeah he's one of those guys that him and Kyle Teal who we're not going to mention today we talked about previously like and you know Jack Hurley I mentioned like these are guys that may slide out of the top 20 but probably all should be in that discussion there uh I'm going to jump to another infielder uh Rico Nushida who I believe was at a community college last year before going to Oregon Uh, no no power really like he's he's run into a few uh he's got two home runs six doubles but this is a guardians guy to the core uh like when you read reports about him on the cape like people loved him there like he is just like a high energy whole you know whole field guy like i don't want to get myself in trouble by like saying there's some steve kwan here just because of you know Asian players, but it's more like Quan. they're both five, six, right? Isn't Kwan five, six, uh, five,
0: seven, maybe on a good yeah, day. So it's, like, it's more that it's
1: a similar height. They never strike out. Uh, Nishida is the only player in the top 20 from one of the top four baseball divisions in college baseball. Like, cause that's the thing, like most of those hardest guys to strike out are guys who play in lower divisions where the stuff isn't as good, you know? And he is the only guy in the top 20 from a major program you know, that plays against uh, harder, st- you know, teams. So that is, again, it, it, it's not, I don't want to get myself in trouble. It's not, it's, it's size. It's an impossibility to strike out. It's that it's, you know, he gets described as a glue guy in the uh, prospects live report I read on him that it's that player who always seems to take the extra base. Who's a smart player runs well. Um, and, and just unusual. Cause you don't see a lot of guys who went to a Japanese high school playing college ball.
0: My only fun fact about Riku Nishida is that his first home run of his college career, he had his first home run of his career this season. He didn't. I don't think he even had one at the last school he was at, but he hit it with a wood bat. I don't know how many how many home runs does he have now? Is it just the one? It's two,
1: two. I think okay. was the other. I think the other one was one that was like an inside the Parker. I think it was a little league oh. home run.
0: Well, his uh, first one came with the wood bat. I remember seeing it on Twitter, and everyone was like, "Whoa." Yeah, he went. I don't know why he was hitting with wood bat, but I, I do remember seeing it on Twitter. I mean, if
1: you type Rocky or Riku Nishido, it comes up. Uh, that one comes up on like Fox News for whatever reason. Like that's one of the ones that kind of you know mis- the, apparently they're running some baseball stuff there. But um, yeah, he prefers hitting with wood. After finding out it was legal, he made the switch. So that's another thing in his favor. Like you don't have to. worry yeah, it's about good. To, you know, and yeah, good athlete. Lots of things. Like he feels like a. Third, fourth round, keep your eye out. And and again, hopefully no one's going to see that as anything other than the fact that it's size and hitting profile. Um, Because I I honestly hate those types of comps. Uh, Jaden Woods stands out as a super athletic guy with two pitches, low to mid-90s fastball, high arm slot, and I think it's the curve that people typically like. But he has a really nice fastball. He has an arm slot that they have shown some interest in the past uh, we know they love athletes he is not the biggest guy left-handed pitcher i think um need to rewrite in there we have right-handed on youtube um but that's my bad i think i said left-handed but or right-handed when i was passing the info so i'm gonna own that one but uh yeah he's just he's got two pitches right now he's a great athlete he's six foot two the fastball is a legitimate weapon I don't know if he's going to be more in a reliever but like also Cleveland loves to draft guys from bad developmental programs University of Georgia uh you Land know work. Emerson Hancock, Cole Wilcox, remember those guys it is not exactly worked out well. Derek Lilliquist I believe is still the highest drafted player from the University of Georgia history. It's 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 not good. So he fits and then we have to do an all-namer here. Uh Bryce Warrecker, like that's Should an awesome name. Wrecker? Yeah <laughs> he, I know war wrecker. Uh, and he is 68. Uh 225 before, I think he was the Cape Cod like pitcher of the year. Uh, Cleveland does have a history of drafting guys from Cal, Cal Poly. He's got good walk rates, his strikeout rates rates, I keep saying rakes. Uh, I've trying too much time doing yard work today. Uh, but his 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 strikeout rate rates are okay. They're not spectacular, but he's a big guy. Uh, his grandfather was, like, a pitching coach at Santa Barbara High School for 40 years, or a, just a coach. So, a, a you know, that coach's family kid who's huge and went to a small Cal school. And Cleveland has drafted a lot of the Thomas Pannones and the uh, Kerry Matthews and ooh, ooh. throwing out, you know. Hey, listen, Pannone got to the big leagues. That was a successful pick. Yeah, But they've drafted a lot. Uh, I mean, isn't Point Lomo where uh, Mike Caprese came from, part of the yep. Cal –
0: Nazarene yeah probably. yeah yeah
1: so they tend to draft a guy or two from that system so just keep a record since he pitched well in the cape and he's an interesting developmental story
0: yep all right plenty of good college baseball stuff for you to get ready for the draft and then in just a moment we are going to get into some of the best performances most interesting notable performances in the guardians minor league system this week All right. Well, have you ever downloaded a app or signed up for a subscription and maybe it was a free trial to watch one of those TV shows you really wanted to try, but you didn't want to pay for the TV channel? I've done it. I've paid for stars. I've paid for Apple TV. I've screwed up. Um, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that cancels, finds, and cancels your unwanted subscriptions and monitors your spending. It helps you lower your bills all in one place. Uh, You can try it three for 30 days, Uh, those apps you can try for 30 days, and uh, you just kind of forget about it. So stop throwing your money away, cancel the unwanted subscriptions, the ones you forgot about that you didn't even know you had, manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash lockdown MLB, that is rocketmoney.com slash lockdown MLB, rocketmoney.com slash MLB. Speaking of things you paid for, if you're stressing out about getting tickets to a game, a concert you really want to go to, Cavs playoff tickets, no idea where, how, how Cavs playoff tickets are growing right now. Uh, Guardians tickets, uh, they had good attendance the first time, the first homestand. But uh, if you are ever worried or stressed out about buying tickets, I always am for opening game for playoff games. Um, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Uh, Game time has deals on tickets right to the day of the event. You can get flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all that stuff. Uh, Game time guarantee means you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or a row for less. Game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Uh, Snag tickets at the stress of game time. Download the game time app. Use code LOCKEDEMMA on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Why would you not do that? Terms will apply. But, again, create an account and redeem your game time code LOCKED on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Well, you should definitely be finding tickets soon for Tanner Bybee's, uh Major League debut. I don't know when it's going to happen, Jeff, but – I, I still Ooh, think it's Alan I got first. Sweaty tonight. It, yeah, I, yeah, it probably will be just on logistics, but I don't know, man. I got sweaty watching his start tonight. Like, it was good. Uh, it
1: was, yeah. <laughs> it especially was good. with, I mean, you know, it, and uh, I, for us, I feel like we really should just be like standing up right now and doing victory laps around this because, you know, we were back in, remember people like in the comments being like, okay, you guys need to slow down on Bybee or like, you know, you guys are the, you know, it's like, no, this is why we Hit like. The
0: Hit, hit the gas, gas. No.
1: right yeah i mean i was telegraphing i think before anyone that he was the number one prospect in system i might be wrong before there but i think I, like i was like he has an impeccable health record he's a better athlete than you think every report i got is this kid works his tail off if, if he had a tail it'd be gone from work and then he just keeps adding velocity like there is and and maybe someone's going to accuse me of being like well you know it's cuz he came on the show and sometimes you guys like those guys probably, no he's just probably. he's really good <laughs> and like tonight if you missed it go watch the highlights i didn't get to watch it but i watched the highlights and sweet jesus uh yeah i mean the vertical break with that velocity it's unhittable
0: yeah i mean he threw a bunch of changeups five swings two misses five called strikes in the changeup like oh uh, there was an at bat against uh Nick Sogard and a couple of batters before Nick Sogard came up, he threw like 98, 97, 98. I think it was Jorge Alfaro. So Nick Sogard's coming to the plate and he's like, all right, Bobby's throwing, you know, 95, 96, 98. Like, I'm going to hunt fastball. Tanner Bobby comes in and just throws him a curveball for a strike, you know, backdoors one. And then he throws three strike changeups. Two of them were strikes. And the last one's a called strike looking. Like, he tripled up on his changeup. Um, and he's done that before. He was throwing one o 0 changeups, two o 0 changeups. Like, he just did not care about these guys. He was just like, I'm just going to throw this. And, uh, yeah, poor Nick Sogard didn't know what he was looking for. Uh, three curveballs, three um, – sorry, eight curveballs, five called strikes, three swings, two balls in play, none of them particularly hard. Um, you know, that's supposed to be, quote-unquote, his worst pitch. Like, to me, that might be – that might be his worst pitch. It's like a 50 on the 2080 scouting scale. Um was throwing 94-96. 90, he hit 99.4. I thought he was going to Hunter tonight. Uh wouldn't be surprised if it happens. But he also loves to kind of dial it back too, to kind of give hitters a different look. So, like you get to the fifth or sixth setting, and he's throwing like ninety-three, ninety-five. You're like ah, oh, he's slowing down. He does that on purpose, and then just goes out and throws ninety-seven, ninety-eight to the to the next hitter to to throw him off. So, um, yeah, I <laughs> I just hope Tanner Bobby's debut is not when I'm in Jamaica come June. I just I would like it to be before then uh so after my wedding is over i can i can enjoy it like everybody else but it's going he's it's, gonna be
1: called up while you're on your honeymoon this is a guarantee i'm, I'm guessing no it's i, I guarantee really so. yeah it's, yeah it's I'm in Jamaica, you're on your honeymoon yeah.
0: no well they would be well actually that would make sense because the guardians would be in san diego and he's, well, he's not from san diego but he's from california um <laughs> that'd be fitting if it was against san diego if that's what happened or if it, if it happened in arizona uh Speaking of other pitchers who threw hard, Gavin Williams, not as impressive of, of a stat line tonight as as Tanner Bybee, but uh, reportedly one of the fans that was there tweeted, he had 101 on the gun. He's assuming the stadium gun was
1: It's, accurate. Hot, it's and, hot
0: in Akron. It's very hot well, in Akron. Well, they were in Bowie. Okay, okay. I don't I don't know for sure what Bowie's gun is. I, what I will say about Bowie, and I'm sorry. I know, I know people who broadcast there, and I don't mean this as a slight to them. Uh, Bowie, A, has one of the worst MILB-TV setups I've ever seen. And they also didn't even have the game on tonight because of uh, technical difficulties. And that's so no. You, you no heard it here. Depth. He hates you all. He hates. Oh, you all. I know people in Bowie. They're good people, and it's not. It's not on them. It's just that camera. I I don't watch when the Akron is in Bowie because it's not. It's fine if you just want to watch for fun. I'm watching for like specific reasons, things I want to see, and I want to get a good angle of certain things. That's just not a good angle. I watch. That's why I watch Columbus tonight. That's why I watch Lake County because. Uh, they were in Fort Wayne. They have a good TV setup. Uh, um, I did keep an eye on uh, the Lynchburg game the last couple t- couple nights. Tanner by I don't know Tanner by Geez, I'm, I'm having by on in the brain. Uh, another guy we really like, Nate Furman. Off to you know the start we kind of expected. I almost feel like he is too advanced. Nate Furman has a one percent. It's going to change after tonight because I did he did strike out, but he has a one percent swinging strike rate, Jeff. One percent swinging strike That's rate. Easy, I know it's right. Yeah, it's twenty think? no, it's 20 plate appearances, but and it's gonna go up a little bit because he struck out, but the guy just doesn't miss. Like it's it's insane. I will say, and I don't know, we've talked about how, how poor the pitching can be in that level. Uh the only thing I would say so far is I want to see Nate swing a little more because um he did take some some strikes that he probably could have swung at and done something with. So I don't want him to I don't want to see him get past passive, but uh so far, so good. Brian Rocchio, also off to a fantastic start in Columbus. I don't know how on earth that you're going to keep him down there. Like, you already have Gabriel Aris in the roster, but Brian Rocchio is just crushing the ball. He had, like, two more hits than an RBI tonight, another double. Uh, 905 OPS and 50-play appearances coming into Thursday night. Um, hitting the ball, like, really hard. He's got some of, the, some of the better exit velocities in in on the team as, as far as AAA. I I just don't know how you keep the guy down there. Ten strikeouts, eight walks, eleven RBI already. Um he did make a weird error at shortstop, but uh, he recovered a couple of nice plays. So I just don't know what you what you do at shortstop with that. Uh guy Lipscomb, another guy I know you liked. Um yeah, good speed, might be one of the fastest guys in the system. Yeah, kind of got I thought- overlooked
1: with how good Nate Furman is, but uh I think he's you know, he's also worth watching.
0: Yeah, I I did try to time him uh watching li- li- video in Lynchburg tonight and he was about 4 sub 4 to first, so that that tracks. Um he has a 38% walk rate and a 7% strikeout rate so far again. Super small sample size, 13 plate appearances, but I wouldn't be surprised if his approach is just too advanced Belmont? for that level because the pitching College. stinks. Bel- Belmont? Belmont. Yeah, Belmont. Yeah. Um another one I'm surprised at so far. And he had a good first start or he didn't have a, it was a, not a start, it was a a piggyback role, but Hunter Stanley threw five innings the other night. So I'm a little surprised to see them give him starters innings, but he pitched really good. Um, I I thought he'd fly fast as a reliever, but his first outing, six strikeouts, five, uh, five innings, a walk and three hits. I'm very curious to see what they do with that going forward. If he continues to piggyback.
1: Yeah. I always thought of him as
0: uh, like one of you know, if I was to make a
1: list of the five most interesting relief options, relief options, he would have made it before the year began.
0: Yeah. Maybe he's it's got to get more innings. Up.
1: Cause he missed a ton of time last year.
0: That's uh, true. And he was good in the AFL last year. He just went to the AFL last year because um, they needed him to get innings. So interesting. And then Josh Wolf is a reliever now. And his first uh, couple outings have been, has been pretty good. Um, 44% strikeout rate in four and two-thirds innings. Uh, I'm would. i I'm interested to see what Josh does as a reliever. We saw, I think, uh, Baseball America had some scouting notes on him from from guy from major league scouts who were watching him in spring training and said he looked good as a reliever. I think Keith Law had something on him, too, saying he was throwing 94, 96 and had a good slider. Doesn't know if he has a good third pitch, but as a reliever, he could be interesting. So eight strikeouts, two walks. Uh, Two hits, four and two thirds. I'm down with Josh Wolf as a reliever. I'm, I'm on board with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the minute they traded for him. I'm like, he's a reliever. Like him and Lenny Torres. I'm like, he is. Those two guys should just be moved to the pen and forget about it.
0: All right. Well, we asked you for some mailbag questions, and we are going to answer those in just a second.
1: Before we uh, we get to that, I got to talk about Pro Baseball GM, which I spent about an hour playing today. Again, um, got my team built up. Uh, can, one of the one of the hacks early on, can I tell you, is to sign a bunch of terrible players and cut them because it's got an RPG element, if you like that as well. Your GM starts bad and you get bonuses to your negotiation skills, uh, which make it easier to negotiate contracts. So if you sign a bunch of terrible players and cut them, like if you it's... A little bit monotonous, but if you cut fifty guys, then you get two of those bonuses right at the start to help raise your level. So that's a hack to do that in the game. I'm kind of lazy, so I actually don't do it until I'm like in season forty. But they're not season forty; I can only go like twenty-five in our current one. But uh, yeah, I just uh, just had like uh, three World Series appearances and won 127 games in one season. So it's it's going well. I really enjoy it. It is a fun game. It is easy to get yourself lost in it and just keep turning and burning. Go check out Ultimate Pro Baseball. GM today. And I want to do the, the full read. So you know where to get it here. Locked on guardians listeners get a hundred percent free boost. I've used this boost to their franchise and using the promo code locked on all caps in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com scan the code or look it up in app stores. That's probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. I'm crushing this league. I'm going to win it all. If they let me enter all of my seasons, it would just be my name all the way down the leaderboard.
0: Like it's old. a guy who goes to an arcade and just breaks every score, yeah, and nobody else can just, top him.
1: That's me right now with this. Like I said, the closest person is a thousand points behind me.
0: Do people Good know luck. what an arcade is still? Are we t- um, are we talking to you who still have, what, who are you old enough <laughs> hey, to I sh- have gone I showed to my arcade? I showed my arcade I cabinet know, over I here We're before I've got Do that got The at, at classic gotta, park this year, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we we talked about an arcade. Man, I've got such a cough. I'm gonna kick it to you here.
0: <laughs> all right, let's do mailbag questions. Uh, let's run through these. It's been a long episode already. We're going to go a little bit longer for you because you asked a lot of questions and we want to answer them all. And uh, they tell us we're allowed to have longer episodes when we have listener interaction. So uh, if you want longer episodes from us, which many of you on YouTube do, um, ask us more questions and it, you know we'll try to get to them. So uh, Jeff, MTOFnern on Twitter is Taylor Burns, going to be this generation's pulse at Shuey. God that I would be yeah great, right? <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh I don't think Paul Shuey had a good fastball, or at least he had a splitter. The, oh. but I, Burns has like a good a good slider, a decent curveball, and fringy command. I just don't see the I think so, he's a reliever. I hope I just hope the fastball plays up independent that if, if he ever goes that route.
1: Paul Shuey for a long time was amongst, I think was the number three best war of any reliever that they drafted and developed. You know, this is a team where like David Risky was fourth or fifth on that list. It didn't go well in terms of reliever development. Um, Paul Shuey was the number two overall pick. Fun fact. One of Paul Shuey, Mark Lewis, Greg Swindell and Rick Manning are the guys they drafted when they had, they've never picked one, but they've picked too many times. And those are the four guys. Um, One has been good, (laughs) fortunately. And, um,
0: Sure, was drafted as a reliever, first of all
1: Yeah, which is also crazy, I mean, he was a reliever in college There was some talk of trying to make him a starter Because he had good stuff But he was the last of those picks, too He was like, I think he was one of Hart's first selections Like, that was kind Mm -hmm. of nearing the end That was after the Hank Peters era Hank Peters had taken Mark Lewis um, In his time, and Greg Swindell Uh, Hank Peters
0: did better stuff eventually or Before that
1: I mean, Hank Peters is the greatest drafter This franchise has seen Uh, Yeah Authored the the greatest draft in franchise history, uh, even though they lost the second pick for Jesse Roscoe and the first pick for uh, failure to sign Calvin Murphy, aka or Murray, aka Kyler Murray's uncle. Um, but yeah, it, it Burns is I don't know. He looks like a quad A guy. It's I don't see it. He's not a top thirty prospect for either of us. If he turned into Paul Shuey, um, that's fantastic. That's Paul great. Shuey pitched like a decade in the big leagues. That that's the be- Like that's the ceiling outcome. I just, I don't
0: see it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. If he goes to the bullpen, you can make an so, evaluation.
1: Right now, I got to add one one last note. I'm going to do everyone's favorite thing to interrupt. Tanner Burns is right now the perfect test player. Because if someone is hyping Tanner Burns, then you know they're not actually paying attention to the system. It's just they're hyping a guy who was a first-round pick and was successful. So you can use Tanner Burns to tell who you can listen to and who you shouldn't.
0: I, I love that point. Uh, Jeff, also had another interesting question, not you. You don't have any good questions, Jeff. No. Uh, did PD Halpin's stock in fandom get inflated because how few notable outfielders in the system when they drafted him does Lampy overtake him in the org ratings? I think early on there was a lot of hype about PD Halpin because there was like that talk of him and Pete Crow Armstrong and um, who was the other outfielder that was popular, but he didn't end up. he was in that same draft class. I don't remember who
1: it was. Isaiah Green was the other California. No, uh, well, up.
0: I know, I know it was Green. There was another, another outfield in that draft, but. Um I guess there was some hype early on for sure about PD. He was sneaky, but um he's grown and some of it I think is just I want to say it's not 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 that they don't like PD Halp, I think it's more of a joke, like just you know, I think he became everyone's like favorite prospect to latch on to, and it was just kind of an inside joke for a while. Maybe not. I don't know. He's a good I think he's a good player. I don't think he was over overhyped. I think the pandemic hurt things and he came in late 2021, so I don't think Lampy will overtake him. I, I think that, um, I don't know if Lampy's a center fielder. I know Pete Halpin is. That's my, that's my question.
1: And, like, he was, they paid a lot of money to get him. Uh, that's yeah. the thing. You can go back and look at why did they take Carson Tucker. People are still, you know, not happy with that pick because Tucker is, has been pretty to get not good. But, yeah, that money allowed them. Oh, Allen was about slots. So it was more just Halpin. Like, mm-hmm. they did that deal, and that money allowed them to get Halpin and Tolatino. Honestly, that's that's where the money really went. Maybe Jake Fox as well. Was he that class? Um the year. year before. But it was like Tolentino, it was it was Halpin and they paid Halpin like a second rounder. So I don't think you can overhype a guy when you're paying him like a second rounder. He's you know, we'll see what he can do this year. He's he's never gonna be like a, a blue chip guy because there are limitations there, but can he be a good center fielder? Absolutely.
0: You know what I'm gonna say that people are gonna hate who Petey Halpin is Miles Straw. Yeah, he's Miles Straw. I think he's a left-handed Myles Straw. He can walk. He doesn't have a lot of punch. Plays good defense. He has speed. He's got a great arm. All so he's Miles Straw, Straw since
1: Miles Straw has reverse platoon splits anyways.
0: Yeah, so he's yeah he's Miles Straw. I don't know if he, like, he can lefties these or not, but yeah, everyone's going to be like, oh, great. We love this. But Miles Straw is a valuable major league player, okay? He's got a long-term contract for a reason, but uh, I, I like Lampy. I love Lamp, but uh, I don't think he's overtaking Petey Hall anytime soon. Uh, we've talked about this one, Lance. Uh, we haven't seen class A touch hundred yet this year. Is there concern for the velocity drop? I don't think it's a concern with health or is like issue stuff. Frankona said on, on the, on the, uh, post game show on Wednesday, he said that the, uh, the pace of play is affecting him. He is used to being able to walk around the mound and gather himself and take time between pitches. And he can't do that now because of the pitch clock. So, um, maybe he'll adjust to it and he'll get back to throwing 99, 100, 101. hundred one. But uh, he might be 97, 98 now, and that's okay. He's just got to locate, and he's got good control. He just has hung a couple cookie for, cookies for sliders so far.
1: And, you know, it's cold. You know, he's, he hasn't had a chance to warm up. I think Velocity will pick up to some degree just as it, it gets warmer out and as he gets more reps. You know, no matter, no matter what you do in the off season, it doesn't compare to being in the game and doing it. So I think we'll see I a lot of guys Velocity time. tick up.
0: Yeah, just give him some time. This question was for me, and I don't even know how to answer it. Uh, Dustin wanted to know how many games I make it to a year, MLB captains, uh, whatever. So um, this year, you know, despite the fact that I'm going to be MIA most of June, or at least the, the first two weeks of June, um, I'm probably going to get to at least uh, 15 Guardians games. I will probably get to at least 20 captains games, and I will probably get to one or two um akron games and i'm hoping to get to you know at least one columbus game and then they come to toledo i don't know but yeah i probably get to i don't know 30 baseball games a year maybe 35 depending on what i'm doing my busy june may not allow me to do that this year but we'll see but yeah i did make it to more than anybody should thanks shout out to my fiance for always wanting to go with me and putting up with that
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: I'm significantly less living out of state. (laughs) Unfortunately. Uh, I've heard a lot of, I've heard, I shouldn't say a lot, I've heard other people, though, who have said this. Uh, John Turner wants to know if Zach Collins keeps playing this well, is there any chance they bring him up and cut Valoria? No, the defense is suspect, but the offense would be more than welcome. I'm going to say no. The only reason Valoria is on the roster is for defense, and they don't care if he hits because he's there as the the safety blanket when they pinch run for Zanino and they pinch hit for Cam Gallagher. Or they pinch it. They pinch it for Cam Gallagher, and they want to give Zanino a day off. I, I, I think it, Valoria is just a um, a safety blanket, and eventually he'll be cut himself, or Gallagher will. I don't know, but I'm surprised they even had three catchers in the roster. But I will say, I do like it. I think it's a good idea because they just have, they have a short bench. They don't have a very they don't have a deep bench. I would like to see them get another bench player up.
1: And they don't really use the bench that much. Like you know, we don't see a ton of. When was the last time we saw? It feels like Gabby Arias plays once a week right now. Um, Yeah, listen, he's not really a catcher. He's a butcher back there, and this is a guy for his whole career has absolutely destroyed AAA pitching, and then can't hit when he gets to the big leagues. He looks like the classic quad A type. I I don't think there's any you know. No, this isn't emergency.
0: Yeah, no, no no disrespect to uh, the late Andy Marte, RAP, but. Andy Marte was the same way. He crushed minor league pitching, came up, and could never uh, hit major league pitching. So, no ill, Ill will towards Andy Marte. Uh, Jacob Bronny on Twitter. By the way, Jacob Bronny, this is hilarious. We know Last week or earlier this week, we were talking about um, how the Guardians hadn't had a home run in eight games or seven games. And then he said it'd be hilarious if Ahmed goes yard, and Ahmed went yard. Of course, Ahmed give it and I might take it back. But uh Jacob Brownie said, uh you know, once now Logan Allen has surpassed the unwritten quote unquote requirement of double a triple a starts before promotion. Any chance we see him while Savali is out or would they not do that so early this year? Uh, I mean, I think he's got a Beaver, chance. Beaver only made what? Four triple a starts. Eight. Was it eight really? He's was eight, yes. I looked it up all right. Week. So so Allen's already already surpassed that. Yes. Um we I think police little... stack didn't have many either. Um Ples- was... I gotta be honest, the year the police stack came up, he was not on my radar at all. Like he had a pretty a pretty good season, he was having a decent minor league season. He, he was had... pressed into action to injury, but
1: he was he was on my radar since college, and he was that guy that like I was debating him as a top ten prospect just because getting a chance to see him. Uh, he had yeah, four triple
0: placements, by the way. Play sec.
1: Was it even that many? Four. Yeah, and then, he, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's no, he, he's, he's got a total a, of five a, if you, rehab. Yeah.
1: But he was what? But he was a June guy, even when he came up. I think Allen is the guy who you could see in May. I think, by, again, the other thing, yes, remember with Bybee, is we're looking at a potential ace. They're going to, at this point in time, they're not going to get a pick for him. So they're going to do, you know, they're going to make sure that he is clear of super two before they call him up. They play that game with everyone. They're going to play that game here. Logan Allen is not really an ace. Like he's a, he has a chance to be a good valuable member of your rotation, but I think Logan Allen could get a call up in may. I think Bybee, you're probably looking when Justin is out of the country, just so they can spite him.
0: That's so rude. Just so rude. Just do it now. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends on how the Hunter Gaddis thing goes. Like, I think Batten, we talked about it yesterday. Battenfield, if you're an everydayer and you listen to it, you know, we said that we said Battenfield has earned another start and he will get another start, I would assume. The Gaddis thing probably is in flux, and I don't know if it makes sense to turn to Connor Pilkington if Gaddis isn't working out. Probably would just rather flip Curry and see how that goes, but um. You know, if that's not working out, I would say Allen. And, we again, we don't know how long Savali is going to be out for. It's They haven't really said. It's just it is what it is. So, yeah, I could say while Savali is out, you could see Allen. It really depends on how long they want to stick with this Hunter Gattis thing and how bad it goes if he nukes their bullpen. Um, Yeah. Uh, Jeff, this is for you most specifically. Scott Hauser, interested in what you think about Alonzo Treadwell of UCLA.
1: Yeah, he he checks out in terms of strikeout rate and uh, walk rate, Um, and yeah, that's like where Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer came from. But um, yeah, I mean, Plutko might Plutko, how dare you? Might be well, I was getting that he might be the third best guy. Like this is a program that you know I think of like Kyle Molnar and Justin Hooper, and guys go there and just don't seem to develop. It has not been a great, and there's some overuse that has occurred as well, and there's been a lot of injuries, and I think teams are nervous when it comes to UCLA. Scott, I know, uh, specifically mentioned, like, could he be a comp round? I don't think I, I'm looking at him as more day two. Because um, again, there's there's just higher risk with UCLA pitchers. A lot of them have gotten hurt.
0: Poor Gage Jump. Took his yeah. name out of the draft, too. Um, did he? Is
1: he? Yeah. Because I, I completely... He's one of my yeah, highest drafted. Yeah. Yeah. He was like one of the highest drafted guys who did not um, sign. And yeah, he was, he's really undersized for a pitcher, but then he went to UCLA and his, you know, arm ball off. Yeah. He's pitched uh, what two innings in 2022. Not at all this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. TJ. So bummer. I really like gauge jump. Don't take your name out of the draft. That's doesn't make sense to me. No, never do that. <sighs> Garrett uh, zero to hundred percent. Where do you put Josh Bell's chances of being a guardian? next year uh if he keeps playing the way he's playing 100% cuz he's not going to out of that contract
1: yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> uh, of, i don't know i'm kind around. of feeling i'm thinking 80% um because maybe he gets really hot but i think there's also going to be a degree of like taking what's secure as he is a year older and he just while the numbers are consistent. Josh Bell has not been consistent in his career, like it's a weird thing. Like, he has been consistently like, averaged to slightly above, but he has had really high years and then kind of mediocre years. And he's had a really great first half, and kind of there's just been no consistency throughout. And that's why he took the contract with Cleveland, he took right, is so he could finally show some consistency. Um, and then he's come out very inconsistent again. So, I think there's a good chance. He is still here, which is fine because John Kenzinoel right now doesn't look like he knows which end of the bat you hit with. <laughs>
0: he, I will say, he has been better. He's last
1: better, time. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. We'll see. He's still pretty gung too. I mean, I, it's, yeah, it's high risk, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm seventy five to eighty percent with Bell there. Uh, hopefully, he gets a little bit hotter. But yeah, is what it is there. Uh, and our last question, uh, actually, before we move on, I want to go back to the Treadwell thing. You mentioned. Um, since we're allowed to go a little bit longer because of this as being a listener interaction show. Um, you said that Treadwell's walk and strikeout rates check out in the guardians range. Can you explain to people what that um, is? Cause some people do so I should, what is guardians range?
1: So, okay. There's a few things when I'm looking at a guy, ga- like the joke before they drafted Gavin Williams and even like the last few years is you're looking for a strikeout rate for me under three, he's at a 2.6. I know some say under two, wow. I and mean, that's all the better. Um, walk right walk for nine so that's you know how many walks they average if they were to pitch a full nine inning game uh he's at a 2.6 this year he's at a 1.1 last year uh and then the other one is strikeouts per nine i always joke it's double digits so basically i'm looking for strikeouts per nine being if you pitch nine innings on average how many strikeouts would you have um those numbers they often go super high like they're looking at guys at a 13 or 14 uh, but he is at a 10.6 this year, 11.9 last year. So again, last year's numbers are actually better than this year, uh, which is another problem at UCLA of of lack of development or growth, where a guy seems to regress in the draft year. Um, that some of these colleges have uh, some struggles. But yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, Let's go to the I last sleep. question. Yeah,
0: uh, this is a good one. To strikeouts end over on.
1: ten, double digit strikeouts for nine, walk rate right under three for nine. Yeah. Slider um, release point.
0: Yeah. higher release point uh, guys who improve year over year, all that stuff. Uh, LCD uh, asks us on YouTube wants to give a quick explanation <laughs> on the 40 man roster. A couple of rules regarding and how long guys have to stay up. This uh, DFA is, which is designated for assignment. So the 40 man roster is anybody that can be, that can play in the major leagues at any given time. So like for instance, Juan Brito is in Lake County this year, but he is on the 40 man roster. So in theory, Cleveland could call them up right now without having to make a move on the forty. Uh, they would just have to make a move on the twenty-six man roster, which is your major league roster. Um, there's no time that frame they have to stay in the majors. You could call up a guy one day. Uh, we saw this last year. Ian Jabot and uh, I don't know Johan Ramirez. There's a couple guys. Ian Hamilton, I think, mm-hmm. was up. I don't know. Did Ian Hamilton make it up? I don't know if he did, but
1: no, not with. I mean, um, he he was called up when uh, with Minnesota as a COVID exception.
0: Yeah, well, okay, maybe that was true. But literally you can call up a guy for a day on the forty and you could cut him the next day. You can you DFA him the next day and he's gone if you need to open a spot. You can only have forty guys in the forty man roster. Um I'm trying to think what what are the other things that you should know. What is it? for? if you are if you are drafted out of college or if you're nineteen or older, um, after four seasons in the minors, you have to be out of the forty man roster or you will be exposed to the rule five draft. Uh, for 18 year olds or high school younger high school players, it's five years. Although I think that's changing, right? It's uh, or no, that's it's how long you have so You're a minor league free agent. That's free a different agent, thing. Yeah. Um,
1: and that, uh, again, make... yeah, I was just to say how long guys have to stay down. Is, did you say that?
0: Well, that would be a 26 man thing. Like you, if you yeah. if you DFA a guy off a 40 man roster, it's a moot point. They yeah, go through waivers, and if nobody picks them up, you can outright them to the minor leagues. Or if they have enough time in the big leagues, they can refuse the assignment and become a free agent. Um, So there's that. Trying to get any other rules to go along with the 40. Um, You know, we talked about Logan Allen a lot. He's got to be on the 40 before this uh, fall because of, uh, he'll be eligible for rule five because he was a 2020 draft pick and he was over the age of 18. Yeah. and once guys are on the 40 yeah they're, they're, they 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 can play in the majors or and you could send them back down up and down the only new thing is the last year this has just changed with the CPA um guys only have five options per season so you used to be able to option guys up and down up and down like the rays would abuse this now yeah. you have five times a year so if you option a guy from the 26 man roster uh four four times if you do it a fifth time the guy is exposed to waivers so that's not. That's another thing to think about too. With with um, you know calling up pitchers like uh, if they add Logan Allen or Bybee to the forty or moving Connor Pilkington up instead of going with Hunter Gaddis, uh, and I think I don't think double headers count in this. I have to double check the rules. Maybe our buddy I don't Andrew think they do. Just, I think
1: that's I believe you're right.
0: Double headers do not count against no. the five man option rule. Five option rule. Yes, but all I of those feel like guys there were
1: guys, have have guys who, who would have had to have been cut if that wasn't the case.
0: Yeah. Well I know COVID stuff didn't count the last couple of years and April didn't count last year because they had a twenty eight man roster because of the uh shortened spring training because of the lockout. So um that's all the questions. Thank you for all the questions. That was great. This is this is one of the things that allows us to go longer. I know some people want us to do longer shows. We want to do longer shows, truthfully, but uh it is what it is. I'm gonna leave you with this, Jeff. I'm gonna laugh at this. You wanna feel good about yourself. I the the Twins bashed the Yankees tonight, which doesn't make me feel very good about the Guardians. But uh, Javi Baez pimped the double and forgot how many outs there were, and he got thrown on the bases like a nincompoop. Um, he got pulled from the game because of that. Bravo, Detroit. You are stuck with that contract. Good for you. This is why people say, oh, I'll spend money. Yeah, you could spend money, but let's spend money on Andre Jimenez. Let's spend money on Tristan McKenzie or, or Jose Ramirez or... Uh, Manuel Clase, Miles Straw, Tristan McKenzie, Stephen Kwan. Let's spend that money. Let's not spend money like Javi Baez money.
1: Yeah, I because uh, here's the thing. Like going back to our sponsor, Ultimate uh, Baseball GM. I never sign a single free agent in any of my runs. Why? Because you pay for past production, and then it, it excuse me, it makes it harder to navigate. So it just doesn't make sense to go out unless you're getting you know the best of the best. Then I understand, but for the most part, um, you know, getting the Javier Baez's, getting the that tier of guys, always blows up in your face.
0: Enjoy. Oh, happy trails to not happy trails, but Roto Perez season-ending surgery for the Giants. He
1: is made of toothpicks and rubber bands, and you can't pull me off that point. Season-ending injury in the first month this year, last year, the year before that, that one of the greatest humors of all time is him saying the only vaccine he needs is his immune system because that dude's body is the most fragile material on the planet earth. I think if you look at him wrong, his arm, his shoulder just pops. My goodness. It, it's, I, I don't, I, you know, you think how, how often can this keep happening? And it just, we, we, I'd make fun of Aaron. Savalle. Aaron Savale is a gall darn iron man compared to Roberto Perez. I feel like, you know, if, if, if he was in a, a fist fight with Stephen Hawking, he would come out injured somehow. Uh, I know Stephen Hawking is no longer alive, but I still think he would come out injured even though he's not there. It's, I don't understand. I don't understand <laughs> I that likely to break.
0: No show tomorrow. Thanks for listening all week and uh, beat the freaking nationals, man. Come on. None yes. of this.
1: I would like to see Alex call play well. But I would like to see them lose in spite of it. That's, that's what I'm going for. I'm going to root for the, the, um, the undersized guy who is overperformed. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to hope that uh, they, they need to crush this team this weekend. We're going to come back next week and talk about how they doubled their home run total over this weekend. That's, that's, swept that's the, plan. the nationals. Swept the Nationals, doubled their home runs. Um, and, you know, Josh Bell no had like four of them. And he's going to be off the snide and everyone's going to be happy and up. And that's, we're going to be. So uh, thank you again. Remember to rate and review. Uh, yeah. You can tag us with every day that is, that is our new network push. Um, you know, we re- retweet and favorite those now. Um, of course, we, as always respond to the comments, even when the Yankees fans come in and get angry again, uh, can't be angry that a right call was made, but uh, thank you all for watching, reviewing, listening and go, go guardians. Go.